Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. And it's going to be a rowdy night tonight. We have an attorney general coming on an hour and a half from now. Mixed with some high society people, Chris. (laughs) Joe Biden was an idiot today. I was right on the cusp of leading this show with what Attorney General Merrick Garland said earlier. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But something just came up right before the show. And since, as you know, I don't plan the show out, we're going to have a little talk now. Yeah, we'll take your phone calls, 877-377-4373. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, remember, where you can ask me anything, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You have to email those in. We're going to have laughs tonight. We're going to have fun. We're even going to mock Merrick Garland, right? We're going to have a lot of fun. But this first little bit ain't going to be fun. Because we're going to have to talk about something ugly. And no, I'm not talking about feminists this time. We're going to talk about something legitimately awful. It'll be kid-friendly as always, but it's going to be really hard to hear. And we're going to have to have a hard talk, okay? Because, well, are you nice? Do you consider yourself a nice person? Are you a kind person? Would you even go so far as to call yourself compassionate? Are you compassionate? Just don't answer me. I, this is a question you're going to have with your, it's a conversation you're going to have with yourself right now. Because I just want you to pause for that for just a moment. And I want to do a little rewind. Don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. I want to rewind not that long ago to when Afghanistan was falling. Remember, Joe Biden screwed everything up, and the Taliban were taking over, and we barely held an airport, and all these other things, and Afghanistan was falling. And you remember what the national conversation was like at that time, right? Every single night, you turned on the news, and you saw American troops at an airport. You saw these gigantic military planes taking off, and there were all these Afghanistan civilians. Take me! Let me on the plane! And you saw all these Afghan people who wanted out. And then, what did you see from, not the left. Let's set aside the left for a minute. We're going to get to the communists in a second. What did you see from the pundits and politicians you follow on the right? I'm talking the writers, radio people, TV people, congressmen, senators. What did you see? Let me refresh your memory in case you don't remember, because I do remember. Because I remember, once again, I was screaming the opposite and getting called a monster for it. Here's what I saw from the right. I saw, oh my goodness, we need to take them in. Oh, we just did, this is a human rights violation. Let's get them all here. Can we take them all to America? We'll just bring them in here and cuddle with them. And we'll give them blankets and food. Let's get the, this is so sad. Oh, Susie, did you see? There was this sad picture on the internet. Look, that's a kid, Susie. We should take in 10,000 more of these refugees, right? I mean, I'm a good person. I'm compassionate. I'm kind. I saw it. I saw it everywhere. People I love. Friends. People I'm friends with. Oh, this is the right thing to do. I love being lectured about that. It's the right thing to do. Certainly the compassionate thing to do. Okay, all right, let's just pause Pause on that. You know what just happened in Montana? Missoula, Montana, to be correct. 
Been there several times. An 18-year-old girl was just uh, raped. I don't like using that word on the show, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it for anybody. An 18-year-old girl, American girl, Montana girl, was just raped in Missoula, Montana. And she was raped by, what's this say? Oh, she was raped by one of those refugees. One of those... One of those sad pictures you saw on the internet. I just want to say something right now because I'm a little upset, so I'm trying to calm down. I just want to say something right now. If that worked on you, if the sad pictures on the internet worked on you, and you were screaming about compassion and let's take them all in, if that that was you, I don't need you to feel bad about yourself right now. That doesn't do anyone any good. But I need you to just do me a favor, please. The next time you see something on the internet that makes you sad, fluffy animals, refugees, whatever the case may be, and the next time you start getting sold on what is the compassionate, nice thing to do, I want you to pause in that moment and I want you to think about the last time you got really compassionate. And I want you to think in that moment about what an 18-year-old girl had to go through because of your compassion. Because there's nobody on this planet more vicious and violent and vile and nasty than a person who claims they're compassionate. I've learned that over the years. In case you don't think I'm right, go ask. And I'm sorry, I know this is hard to hear. You look up online, maybe when the kids aren't around, depending on how old they are, go look up what a rape tree is. It's a real thing. You'll see pictures of them. At these rape trees, you'll see various souvenirs like shoes and undergarments. What happens at these trees? The coyotes hauling the illegal immigrants to the border take every girl over the age of 12 and they assault them at these trees as a way to assert dominance over them. Your compassionate border policies, very nice. Uh, I want everyone to have a better life. They're enabling mass sex trafficking. Your compassionate refugee policies, oh, they're sad. They want on the plane. They just had some 18-year-old girl, they just ripped her whole life apart. That's how your compassion works out in the end. Stop with this nonsense. I can't take it anymore. I can't take the nice policies of the right. I understand what the communists will do. We talk about it all the time, how they're going to use our values against us, be nice, be compassionate. That's not Christian. That's not what Jesus would do. You know, they pull all that crap out on you all the time. I'm not worried about the communists right now. Forget about them. I know they want to destroy the country. I'm talking about you and me and the people who lead this party, the people who speak, the people who have massive platforms. I'm talking about the pathetic weakness of getting talked into being compassionate every single time and how absolutely wretched that turns out every single time. And it's not like we didn't know. Europe just went through this. It's not like we don't understand things. One, let's be clear. All cultures are not the same. Cultures are very different around the world. Two, oftentimes, cultures do not mix well together. We've talked about this before. Why do you think there was one Jew 
in the entire country of Afghanistan. I don't mean 1%. I mean one freaking Jew. And we don't know where he is from my understanding to this day. Why do you think that is? Why do you think in Europe, when they had that huge refugee crisis, crisis, there started coming out article after article after article after article about the problems they're having with people from Afghanistan and people from Afghanistan and refugees from Afghanistan. Go look them up if you don't believe me. They realized this: the, the people from this particular region are creating a huge issue. And you know who paid for that? Long before a Montana girl had to pay for it, women, young women in Europe, were violently assaulted repeatedly by refugees from Afghanistan. Take your compassion and explain it to that 18-year-old girl right now. I'm sure she'd love to hear how nice you are. Remember Ben Sass? Remember Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska? Oh, I, I, we should welcome all these. It's the Christian thing to do. I'd want them all in my neighborhood. Yeah? You moving that guy next to your daughter's Ben? No, you're not, you freaking liar. We have got to set this aside. If it sounds like I'm mad, it's because I'm really, really mad. I'm tired of innocent people like precious 18-year-old girls paying the penalty for your pathetic weakness and stupidity that's masked as compassion and nice every single time. It's not nice. It's not nice. It doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a compassionate person. It makes you a weak, pathetic monster who enables the worst people on this planet to treat our women like cattle. All right. I wasn't going to open the show like that. Blood pressure got up right before the show. Sorry about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on past it because we're going to talk about Attorney General Merrick Garland. We have... Um, our own attorney general, a real one coming on about an hour and a half from now. It's going to be a it's going to be a fun night on the Jesse Kelly show. I'm gonna let that go. I just I I have to I ha- I just had to get that off my chest. I had to get that off my chest. I'm gonna let that go now. All right. Now that that's over, let's talk about protecting yourself. No, not with the normal things we're talking about. Let's talk about protecting your wealth. You see what the Fed said again today about inflation, about your money? Let's talk about protecting yourself with some gold, real precious metals. You know how long precious metals have had value since the dawn of time? They're not subject to the whims of D.C. politicians or idiots on Wall Street or anyone else. You see, gold always has value. That's why I've been telling you time and time again to call Oxford Gold Group. 833-995-GOLD. When you call them, tell them Jesse told you to call. They will get gold delivered to your front door. To your front door. Not a piece of paper saying you have some real gold in your possession. If the worst happens, you have gold. If the worst doesn't happen, you have gold. Gold to pass down to your loved ones. 833-995-GOLD-GROUP. Call Oxford Gold Group now. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm cooled off. I'm cooled off. Everyone was fired up in the beginning. I'm totally cooled off now. That free bird that you just played there, Chris, it reminds me. Remember when we didn't have any rules at all? 
So I'd like just a little re- I'm going to get to Merrick Garland, Attorney General Merrick Garland here in a second, and Joe Biden and Democrats and everything else. And don't forget, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But remember, I've only been doing this a few years. And back when we started, my mentor, Michael Berry, got me this job. Remember, he's actually listening right now. So shout out to Michael Berry. He's the reason you have to suffer through suffer through three hours of this every day. But he gets me a gig, 7 to 8 o'clock at night. Well, nobody was really listening, 7 to 8 o'clock at night. No one knew who I was. It was just, it was just, it was just it's different. So because nobody was listening, there was no management listening. And we would just do anything we wanted. I did, remember we did that one segment where I ate chili cheese Fritos during the whole segment on the air. And we got all these complaints. <laughs> and, then, and then there was this one. I think I'd be fired on the spot. It doesn't matter that the show's doing well. But there was this one segment. It was something like nine minutes long. And I just wanted to see if I could get away with it. We played Freebird for the whole segment. And I want to be clear about something. We weren't playing Freebird behind my voice. There was nothing on the air but Freebird. And we just said, Chris, crank up the music. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we're going to try that again, Chris. They'll be upset. The, the suits would be so upset about that. <laughs> All right. Now, I just want to recap something because we're going into a lot more vaccine madness for kids and everything else and, and, and whatnot tonight. I want, I want to make sure everyone's clear on something. When Democrats and Dr. Burks and all the rest of them, when all these people who push the coronavirus stuff on you, when they push that on you, they're pushing it on you what? They all say the same thing. For the public safety, right? The public health. Hundreds of thousands have died. They're telling you that all the time, which makes it sound like they, they think coronavirus is really serious. Really, really serious. But if they think coronavirus is really, really serious then why have they been caught 10,000 times violating their own rules? As you listen to this little montage, I just want you to keep something in the back of your mind. The lesson I should take from this is not that they're hypocrites. The lesson you should take from this montage is not that they're hypocrites. Listen to this and I'll explain. I need exercise to be able to stay healthy and make decisions. I'm going to figure out some new way to do it going forward. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the dynamics. Again, I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city. You know, the last thing that Mayor Lightfoot wanted to talk about today was getting a haircut. And she didn't do a whole lot of talking about it, but she certainly didn't apologize for it either. I'm out in the public eye and, you know, I'm a I'm. I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi under fire tonight after security footage showed her inside a San Francisco hair salon that's closed to the general public because of coronavirus. I think that they uh, that this salon owes me an apology. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit. And I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? I I think Steve, he was celebrating. You get the idea. You get the idea. I'm not going to belabor the point. You get the idea. They all violated their own rules. Remember this. Remember, and remember this well. 
It's not because they're hypocrites. I've used this totally ham-fisted analogy before, but it works, so I'm going to keep using it. If you and I live together, and, and you come down one morning, and I'm looking at the front lawn, and I say to you, hey, don't you dare go on the front lawn. There are landmines in the lawn. If you go out there, you're going to die. And then the next morning, you wake up and come downstairs, and you see me out there doing the tango by myself on the front lawn. You would not come away from that thinking, Jesse's a hypocrite. You would come away from that thinking, Jesse's lying about the landmines. These people have been caught a thousand times because they're lying to you about the landmines. And they're about to mandate vaccinations for your five-year-old child for something they're not even worried about. Keep that in the back of your head. All right, on to the big news of the day. The big news of the day was the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, he was called to testify in front of Congress. You see, every now and then the GOP does something halfway worthwhile, and they'll have at least a hearing so we can get somebody on the record about things. And the GOP, they wanted to talk to Merrick Garland about the letter. The letter heard around the world. Well, the memo, I should say. The memo he sent out sicking the FBI on parents who are mad about critical race theory in schools and masks in schools. Remember Merrick Garland, the attorney general, told the FBI publicly, he said, hey, there are parents out there, possibly domestic terrorists, go get them. And everyone was outraged, right? It was like, what? You can't do that. That's crazy. But we need to have a little talk before I play Merrick Garland. We need to have a talk, and it's going to hurt. It's going to be difficult to hear. But it's 100% true, and as somebody who has met all these powerful people, you're going to have to take my word for it. You ready for this? Human nature is this. I go through this. You go through this. Everyone goes through this. The people who lead your country, or lead anything, but let's stick with the country for a moment, make this easier. The people who lead your country, even if you hate them, even if you hate their guts, you at least... You feel in the back of your mind as if they are more knowledgeable than you about things, right? Even the communists. I mean, surely, I mean, Merrick Garland, he's the attorney general. I mean, he is, he's getting reports. Many reports. People are reporting him. Reporters are reporting. And you ask somebody, okay, what reports do you think he's getting? Well, reports about, about threats and stuff. Who's preparing the reports? I don't know. Uh, agents. There are agents doing reports, and, and he, he just knows things you don't know. You think this about a lot of things. You think this about that fat major sitting behind a desk in the Pentagon. You think this about the pudding brain in the White House. I'm going to bring you to reality, and I'm going to play you the most revealing audio I've ever played on this show in just a sec. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And, uh, let me explain what I was talking about there really quickly about how they're not worried about coronavirus. That's what drives me so nuts. You have all these stories about New York healthcare workers getting run out of their jobs. That's going to be healthcare workers nationwide here soon. Cops in New York are getting run out of their jobs. That's going to be nationwide here soon. Firefighters in New York, nationwide here soon. California, it's happening. This is happening across the country right now. Pilots, you've seen it. People are getting run out of their jobs. They're getting run out of their jobs by people who aren't worried about coronavirus. I, I've used this before. It's not that 
It's not that we we play that montage for you. It's not that these people get caught and they're hypocrites. I'm not worried about that. I know they're hypocrites. They're politicians. You told me, you, the politician, you told me that I should be very worried about this deadly disease. You said, you said it was very deadly. You said millions were die, would die. And in fact, you told me the public health crisis is so severe. It is so severe that I must get this new vaccine for it. You have to. In fact, you told me it's so serious, this disease. If I don't get the vaccine that's brand new, I'm fired. Boy, that sounds like that better. Man, that must be a really serious disease. Gosh, it's cruel. Man, that must be deadly. What? What is it? Okay, so why are none of you following the same rules you're insisting I follow? I mean, even communists want to live. Why are you out without a mask on when you tell me to wear one? You know the rumor about Gavin Newsom in California, right? The rumor about Gavin Newsom, unconfirmed, mind you, but the rumor is Gavin Newsom, all the vaccine mandates, all that stuff, that he and his wife actually don't believe in vaccines at all, and his kids have not received any of them. How about that? How about that? I've used the example before, and I'll use it again. If I tell you, if you and I, we live together, and you wake up one morning and you come see me, and I'm looking out at the front lawn, and I tell you, don't go to that front lawn. And you say, what? Why? I don't understand. And I tell you, there are landmines all over the front lawn. If you go on that front lawn, you're going to die. There are landmines everywhere. And you wake up the next morning and you see me out dancing on the front lawn. Are you going to say to yourself, Jesse's a hypocrite? Or are you going to say to yourself, Jesse's not worried about coronavirus? Chris, I want you to play it again. And I want you to keep in mind when you listen to this, everybody from de Blasio to London Breed to all of them, I want you to remember when you listen to this, these people... This doesn't make them hypocrites. It makes them people who aren't worried at all about coronavirus. I need exercise to be able to stay healthy and make decisions. I'm going to figure out some new way to do it going forward. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the dynamics. Again, I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city. You know, the last thing that Mayor Lightfoot wanted to talk about today was getting a haircut. And she didn't do a whole lot of talking about it, but she certainly didn't apologize for it either. I'm out in the public eye and, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi under fire tonight after security footage showed her inside a San Francisco hair salon that's closed to the general public because of coronavirus. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time. Why weren't President Biden and all members of the Biden family masked at all times on federal lands last night if he signed an executive order that mandates masks on federal lands at all times? I, I think, Steve, he was celebrating. 
told her I was deaf. I have to bleed her lip. She didn't take her mask off. We struggled so much during this pandemic, and that is enough. That doesn't make those people hypocrites. That makes those people, people who aren't worried about coronavirus and told you, you better be. And now you have all these people losing their jobs. Gosh, it sucks. All right. All right. Chris, (laughs) I need you to play once again. I need you to just play uh, the commander in chief for me here. I just want to remind everybody once again that this, this human being, he's the leader of the free world. When you talk about the number, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers because it's all paid for, written in the same piece of legislation. We talk about the numbers. You shouldn't even talk about the numbers. (laughs) Gosh, these idiots. You see this? Michigan man running from cops gets lost in the woods and has to call 911 for help. Dang it. What a bummer that is. What a sissy. I I just have to point this out. What a sissy. Apparently the guy was 43 years old. He broke into someone's home. Trooper goes after him, takes off, gets lost in the woods and calls 911. Why are people so scared of the woods? I'll never understand it in my life. Who willingly goes to jail because you're that scared of the woods? Just wait until the sun comes up and make your way out, man. And again, you're in Michigan not Zimbabwe. I think you'll be just fine. How hard is it? I'll never understand it. You know why I love the woods so much? This is going to make me sound really antisocial, but I'm not antisocial, Chris. It's so quiet. Don't shake your head. Have you even been in the woods? You're a lifelong Texan. I see what you call woods down here, by the way. I have these little scraggly brushes and things like that. Don't, Don't raise that finger to me, Chris. This is a family show. But the woods is so peaceful. I remember we used to go hunting in Montana all the time, and we would go up there, and there was just no sound whatsoever. Gosh, that's a lot different than being married. <laughs> Watch, Chris. It's fine. Jesse, I just love your show and your sense of humor. Well, she did probably until that joke. Not to mention your no-nonsense approach to life, politics, and the crazy state of our country. Just an educated guess based on your subtle accent. I think you must be from the Pittsburgh area. Yes? That's creepy. There are some people out there who can just do the accent thing. I didn't think, do I have an accent, Chris? Chris doesn't hear it. Michael, do I have an accent? They don't hear it either. Okay, lady, you're some kind of freak. I am from the Pittsburgh area. I was actually born in Steubenville, Ohio. Steubenville, Ohio. Don't shake your head, Chris. I know you don't know where it is. We lived in Toronto, Ohio, not Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Ohio, tiny little town, but it's right on the Ohio river. It's closer to Pittsburgh than any of the major cities in Ohio. It's so close to Pittsburgh. My grandpa, grandpa Jack, he was a lifelong uh, season ticket holder to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We used to go to Pittsburgh when I was a kid. Oh man. Do I have an accent, Chris? I never thought I had an accent. It's so funny because the show, obviously we get tons of phone calls from New York. That's obvious. But the show is national, so we get them from everywhere. New York to San Diego, Tennessee, Colorado, just get them from everywhere. And I enjoy all the different accents, especially on the chicks. I never thought I had one at all. 
I wish I had an ear for accents. I know James Bond always did that really well. How he, don't shake your head. How he could sip something and then he just knew, oh, that was that's the 1953 vintage. I am a lot like James Bond, Chris. In subtle, in certain subtle ways, I can see me being like James Bond. <laughs> All right, we have a great show for you tonight. We still have an attorney general coming up about 45 minutes from now. Eh, yeah, about 45 minutes from now. We have emails. I'll take your phone calls, 877-377-4373. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get those sent in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But first, we talk a lot about patriotism, right? This company or that company, and we don't like what this company does, and we like what that company. We talk a lot about these things. What about my pillow? You see, when I talk about my pillow, I always get these emails from people saying, Jesse, best pillows ever. Jesse, they solved my wife's neck problems. Jesse, and you're right. You're right. They did. And it is. They are the best quality products out there. The mattress topper is amazing. Gosh, you got to try their mattress topper. But the company itself actually fights for this country instead of against it. And that's why I love them so much. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener specials and you get a special deal. With the promo code JESSE, you get their amazing Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. That's MyPillow.com, radio listener specials. Promo code is JESSE, Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one free. How sick is that? All right, hang on. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. No, listen, listen, this is, this is the Attorney General of the United States of America. Listen to this man. You think top law enforcement officer in the country. He must have reports and lists and agents. No, he doesn't. Very first sentence, you said, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? When the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats, when we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board association the letter? I'm sorry. Did the, did did the Attorney General of the United States of America just sit in front of Congress and say that he sicked the federal law enforcement arm on concerned parents because he got a letter from the school board and he read about things in the newspaper? <laughs> we are led by the biggest bunch of incompetent boobs in the history of mankind, you think to yourself, you think, oh, I'm just a normal citizen. I'm in California. I'm in New York. I'm in Houston. I'm in New Jersey. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Montana. I'm Wherever you are, you think to yourself, man, I, I hate Nancy Pelosi, but I bet you, I bet you she obviously knows 
the knowledge of what's going on, right? She has reports, and there are the people bring her fancy binders, and these binders have information that that other professional people, nameless, faceless people, have put together, but they haven't. The Attorney General of the United States of America sicked the federal law enforcement arm on parents because he read headlines in the newspaper he didn't like. And about that letter, we just found out right before the show about the letter. You know the letter, the, the, the National School Board, they wrote this letter. They're very, very concerned. Guess what we found out since then? Credit to the Washington Free, Be- Free Beacon for breaking the story. The White House helped the school board draft the letter that the school board then sent to the White House. Are you creeped out yet? I just want to make sure everyone's real clear on what that means. That means somebody in the Joe Biden administration decided they didn't like how it looked that parents were showing up at school boards and getting a little rowdy. And so they collaborated with the National School Board Association to create a letter for the School Board Association to send back to the White House, which the White House would then use to justify sending the attorney general on a witch hunt to hunt down parents worried about their child's schooling. I recap that about right, Chris. That sounded about right. Are you creeped out yet? Gosh, jeez. In case you missed any part of the show, including the very beginning where I was a little bit upset today, I admit, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, remember, leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. I will take some calls tonight. There aren't any phone calls tomorrow. There aren't any guests tomorrow. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. So if you feel like ranting, remember, the rules remain the same. 877-377-4373. No hi, no how are you, but there's more to this because you're actually really, really good so far about the hi and how are you and love the show stuff. You just get to the point. But the getting to the point thing, that part's important. You'll notice we took one final phone call last night and I didn't take any for the last hour and a half. That's because I got upset and hung up on him. Why? People really struggle getting to the point. The entire United States of America is listening when you get on the phone. Make sure you act accordingly. Todd in the Woodlands, I don't have to worry about you. Go, Todd. When, uh, man, it's becoming like Animal Farm. They're just going to, you know, put the list up and then change the list. So screw them. Number two, he's the commander in common, not commander in chief. Three, Accent, I don't hear it, and I've got an ear for accents, so brother, keep doing what you do. And four, Chris, hey, I've known you forever, and you've always answered my calls, and I think you're awesome. And uh, if there's anything else, I'm out. Oh, you're the Oracle, and you're the Shogun. Much appreciated, Todd. See, that's how you do a phone call right there. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Good job. Although I didn't like that he, I didn't like that Todd thanked Chris. That that part look look that part feels icky. Everybody understand eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. We don't thank Chris. Okay, Chris. You need to think of Chris. Let me see. Have you ever seen a kid walking to school in the morning, and he has this backpack on that's way too big for him? I mean, he just clearly has eight thousand pounds in books in there, and he shouldn't be carrying that much weight. And the backpack is actually causing him physical pain and it's hurting him on the way to school. You know what I'm talking about, right? The kid with the backpack that weighs more than he does and it just he's a, it's a gigantic burden. That's what Chris is to me. 
All right, so I need everybody to turn the mic back on, Chris. That's what Chris is to me. And do remember all your emails that you send to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read them all. I will not respond. I'm rude. One and two. I get way too many, so I'm not going to respond to them. But that's where you send them. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's where you send them. We want to imagine. We Look, we want to imagine the, uh, the guy driving the cruise ship we're on. The captain. We want to imagine it, whether we love him or hate him. Maybe he's a jerk, but surely he's this super knowledgeable guy. And he's up there, and he's got the charts and graphs, and, and there are definitely some other people in uniform, and they're talking about nautical things and whatnot, right? We want to, that's what you imagine. You know that's what you imagine. <clears throat> but he's not. I mean, not the one of the country. Yeah, your cruise ship captain's fine. The people who laid, lead this country, they're really stupid. And they don't have anybody, they don't have anybody around them providing them real information. You, you know as much as these people do. Wrap your mind around that. All right. Now we've got some more Biden. I'm going to get to your emails. I'll get to some phone calls. 877-377-4373. And remember, we have an attorney general coming up in 30 minutes. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. And yes, uh, Chris, before we get to this story, before we get to the Joe Biden clips, and I'm going to take some more phone calls. I need you to do me a favor real quick. I need you. I need you to play for me. My favorite politician. Don't shake your head, Chris. I love her. I can't help it. So yesterday morning, you said some of the reporting about what was in and out of the bill was not accurate. Is that because this bill is still in flux? Whatever it is you think I said. What I was saying is that instead of covering what is in the bill, uh, you all seem to be on a jag about a few people. Ninety-six percent of the House and Senate Democrats support the president's proposal. You would never know that to see the reporting in it. But that's your, that's your work. You do yours. We do ours. Uh, I'm the, you, you, you couldn't possibly misrepresent because it isn't, it isn't uh, done yet. Uh, and and it will be because now we have to narrow the scope, and uh, and we are in the process of doing that. <laughs> I love Nancy Pelosi; she's just the worst, just the absolute worst human being ever, and yet she's achieved this position of power because of her guts. Uh, you you can hate her all you want, and obviously I loathe her too. Man, I would I would give anything. Give me five Republicans with those guts in D.C. Who she? You never once, even when she's challenged, you never once see Nancy Pelosi run and run and hide from the media, or or answer a question out of fear for what the media is going to write. Well, maybe if you idiots would talk about it right, you're so stupid. Anyway, anyone else? <laughs> That's how it's done. All right, I'm going to get to Biden in a second, but I do. I do think we should address this really briefly here. Utah bicyclist dies after accidentally being run over three times by the same driver. 
I'm not, Chris, it's not funny. It's not, I'm not going to read his name because the guy is dead. He was a 62-year-old man. He was just riding on the sidewalk. A 77-year-old woman pulled out of the parking lot and drove over him. And then, thinking she hit something but not sure what she hit, backed over the top of him again, and then once again, not figuring out what she hit, pulled it back in drive and drove over him frontways. Now, I realize what I'm about to say is controversial. It's not popular. And I'm going to get endless amounts of hate mail. And everybody who pretends to be a nice person will be outraged about this whole thing. But deep down, every single person who hears what I'm about to say is going to absolutely know that I'm right. After a certain age, you should be required to take driving tests every six months. And that's legitimate. I'm really not trying to be a jerk. That's legitimate. And you know, I'm not anti-old people. I love old people. I'm I'm Mr. Old People. But your eyes don't last forever. I mean, it happened to me the other night. I have that in front of me. I'm about to go to the phones right now, right? I'm about to go to the phones. And what happens is when you call the show, 877-377-4373, when you call the show, the screener you talk to, our normal screener's out this week, but the screener you talk to, they're going to ask you some questions, make sure you're not a wingnut, and then they're going to put your name, where you're from, and just something basic about what you're going to talk about on my screen. And this screen is what, Chris, three feet away? Is that fair? Three feet away? The other night, I called somebody the wrong name because I couldn't read the name on the screen. And Chris, get this. You want to talk about a tough moment. This ranks up there with one of the toughest moments ever. Chris had to get up, and he had to come increase the font size on the screen. Look, that's not because I'm a bad person. I'm 40 years old. These eyes that God gave us, they don't last forever. When you're 77, especially a 77-year-old woman, I mean, 27-year-old women don't drive all that well. When you're a 77-year-old woman, lady, you got to go in for a driving test. If you find yourself driving over the same person three times, you don't have the senses to be out on the road driving a 4,000-pound weapon 70 miles an hour. You're going to get people killed. I had to get that off my chest. It's going to sound really ageist. Isn't that a word now that they're using? Everybody has to has an ist behind it. Everyone's such a bunch of whiny babies. All right. Tom in Toronto, Ohio. Is that really where you're from, Tom? That's where I'm from. Not Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Ohio. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. You a long time. I never, go ahead. Pause. You know I'm from there, right? That's where I lived till I was 10 years old. I heard you say that, and that's the first time I ever heard that. As many times I've listened to you, I never knew that. Tom, is Iggy's Pizza still there? Yes, it is. Get out of here. Get out. Okay, hold on, Tom. I'm not going to hang up. I'm going to let you get to your point. Everybody just know this is going to sound disgusting. It's phenomenal. There's this kind of pizza back there where they'll make, they'll make a pizza. It's kind of a thicker deep dish pizza, but I don't mind a little thick. Crit, crit, quit. Stop, Chris. Anyway, the pizza's a little thick. And the pizza's all done, right? But when it's done, then they take more cold cheese, cold shredded cheese, and they sprinkle it on the top of it, on the top of the melted done pizza. It's phenomenal, isn't it, Tom? Yes, it is. It's called Stoomville Valley Pizza. My man. Everybody out out, in Columbus and stuff now. That gone. That's awesome. All right, Tom, what's your point, bud? You hit the point. Call them buffoons. It seems like every time... Somebody else is introduced as a leader of something in that administration. They're uh, uh, an idiot. 
and it seems like the, all the people that support them uh, somehow get themselves in a position of power, and they're idiots also, and, and it's, they're destroying our country. Okay. No, no, he's not wrong. And here's another thing that sucks, and I'm going to get to more here real quick, but a lot of this stuff is idiocy, but a lot of it is just simple motivation too, right? If, if you were, if I were to put you in charge of the country, okay, let's say it was you and me and Chris, well, no, we wouldn't want Chris there, but we'll find other people who are capable and we'll sit down and we're going to try to, you know, we're going to sit down around a big table and let's hash things out. What do we need to do? How do we need to fix this? How do we need to fix that? It would probably go fairly well, not because we're all geniuses. I mean, I am, but you're probably not. Quick, Chris. In all seriousness, it's not because we're geniuses, because our motivation is right. Because we have the correct motivation. We want what's best for the country. The decisions we would make, now obviously we're selfish people too, but overall the decisions we would make would be decisions that were, were directed to help America. That would That's how we would handle it. What have I told you about the three things all these people share? Number one, the number one characteristic, you know what number two and three are. Number two is totally divorced from reality. Number three is they feel like they should rule over you, but number one is really important, maybe most important. There's no love of country there. None. Oftentimes they hate the place, but there's no love of it. So the, the, half the reason these people seem so stupid and everything gets all screwed up is because they're not having meetings right now. There's no Biden administration meeting where they're trying to figure out just how to help America. That, that's not. It would never occur to them to have that meeting. Nobody there is interested in helping out America. That's not how it works. All right, Mark, San Diego. I love Mark. He disagrees with me, though. Go, Mark. Yeah, hi, Jesse. Thanks for taking my call. I don't totally disagree, but I'd like to give a little perspective uh, that's a little different with the refugees since I flew them with the craft mission. Um, if you're not familiar, the Civilian Reserve Air Fleet was activated um, to bring the Afghan refugees from the Middle East to the United States. And what we were told with our handlers, and many of them were uh, special forces that were either uh, still active duty or retired under contract, uh, um, almost 100% of the people that got on the military airplanes were unvetted. They don't know who they were. But what we, but what I saw flying many of them were the tribal Afghans from the tribal land. And what I learned from talking with our interpreters and spending time with them, because you're on the plane with them a long time, they're scared, they have a lot of anxiety, and they didn't want to come to America. A little bit different perspective than the southern border. They would have been happy living their tribal lives in their tribal lands, but the way they learned the Taliban was taking the country over, uh, they had to make a quick decision to stay alive. And it wasn't about leaving to go to America. It was about staying alive. And many of them left their family members behind. And so it gave me a little bit of sadness, um, a little bit of emotion flying these people, learning that the last thing that they wanted to do was come to America, and they would love to return to their country and go back to the way they've been living for thousands of years. So um, not it's not all, and we were told that because none of them were vetted, we we may be carrying terrorists on board. That's why we had special forces on board because we're flying commercial airliners moving these people. And so I think when I hear the problems we have with these refugees, we brought a lot of bad ones in, but we brought a lot more in, in my opinion, from what I personally saw that did not want to come to this country. 
Appreciate you very much, Mark. And actually, I will address that point he just made. We're just up against the break. I'm not I'm not turning and running from it. I want to address that point he just made. And then we have an attorney general in 15 minutes. I'll take some more phone calls. 877-377-4373. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. She said, hey. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Got a real-life attorney general, attorney general of Texas, coming up about 10 minutes from now. We're gonna, You know what? I went off at the beginning of the show about illegal immigration because of that refugee and assaulting that woman in Montana. We're going to have a long talk with Ken Paxton in about 10 minutes about illegal immigration in this country. Again, your compassion means nothing to me. In fact, it probably means you're a vicious naive soul responsible for death and misery. That's what it probably means. It is. I know that's harsh. I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. And rem- reminder to everybody, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. For the new listeners, that means on Friday, there are no guests, there are no calls. I answer your questions the entire show. Whatever you email to jesse at jessekellyshow.com, it goes right to Chris. He prints them off for me. We answer the questions. Does not have to be political. can be stupid. Could be about food or, or travel or employment or whatever the case may be. Ask it. If I get to it, I will answer it. I will answer it. Like this one. Mr. Jesse, if I ground my child by not letting them have dessert, is it also my obligation to eat a lot of dessert in front of my children? Absolutely. There's simply look, you can't you can't put a price as a parent, on torturing your kids. It's just simply the best. I do this to my buddies all the time, even when they're not in trouble. If you know, Let's say they did something right, or maybe I'm just in a mood and I'll order uh, ice cream or something like that. Sometimes, I've done this before, sometimes the ice cream will get there, and I'll tell the boys to go out back and clean up the yard real quick or something like that, and I'll lock the back door, and then I'll go stand at the back door and I'll eat some of the ice cream and I'll knock on it so they can see. <laughs> and then inevitably the wife's going to come out. That's so mean, Jesse. Open up that door now. And then it's all ruined. But still, you know what I'm talking about. That's that's just good fun right there. That's good fun. Did you hear, did you hear our fearless leader today? Gosh. Imagine, just try to imagine something. Because you probably know someone like this. Imagine if you're a person who only watches CNN or MSNBC, you read the Washington Post, you read the New York Times, and you listen to the things Democrat leaders say. Really, genuinely, I want you to do this. Imagine what a world of make-believe that person resides in. Listen to this. This is the president of the United States of America. Continues to be torches emerging from dark shadows in Charlottesville, carrying out Nazi banners and chanting anti-Semitic Bile and Ku Klux Klan flags and the violent, deadly insurrection on the Capitol nine months ago. It was about white supremacy, in my view. White supremacy. Did you know not only was there a deadly, violent insurrection, an insurrection where nobody died except for Ashley Babbitt, but there was a deadly, violent insurrection? It was about white supremacy. Isn't that so wild? Remember we had that talk, my sky is green talk about how you can make people believe whatever they want. And they ran that poll with Democrat voters right after the election. And the number one issue by a mile for Democrat voters was white supremacy in America. Again, 
Think about that world of make-believe. It's not even something that exists in any organized form. I've said it before, and all my colleagues here know it. According to the United States intelligence community, domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. White supremacists? (laughs) And you've never met one. You've never met one. The only time you've ever seen a white supremacist at at all is is five fat white dudes on a courthouse somewhere with 20 cops surrounding him so the mob of 500 doesn't beat him to death. This is not something that exists. And yet half this country, half the country thinks it's this huge problem. It's crazy to me. All right. Somebody in Avon, Connecticut is on the line. Your name isn't actually on the screen. So Mr. Blank person... You have a question. Go. Yeah, it's Tom from Avon, but no biggie. Hey, we love your show. Appreciate it. And uh, just just wonder who you think is going to run for the Republicans in 2024. I mean, if Trump runs again, would DeSantis ever take the VP spot? <sighs> I'll tell you something. <laughs> this is just, look, this is just you and me talking, right? Men are a different beast. And, I, I, and you know... I'm not the anti-man guy. I, I, I'm, I'm pro-men. Wait a minute. That, that sounds actually really bad. But I, 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 men are awesome, right? Leaders, strong, protectors, good, good. But we do have our flaws. The same way women can't drive or play basketball, men can't do things either, certain things. When you have two men who are alphas, I don't like using that word a lot. It's tossed around too much. But when you have two men who are natural leaders... They want to lead. Natural leaders want to lead. It's just it's just one of those things, you know. If God made you really good at throwing baseballs, you're going to want to go out and play baseball. It's just one of those things. Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are friendly. Very, very, very friendly, right? I don't think those two men should exist on the same ticket. I don't know that that goes that well for a couple different reasons. A couple different reasons. One, they are both leaders. Both those guys are used to running whatever room they're in. And that's fine. That's not that's not a knock on either of them. That's good, right? We need leaders, especially leaders in leadership positions, except for the losers we have in ours. So good. That's a good thing. But there's another part of this, and it's going to sound insulting to Trump. And I guess you could take it that way, but it's 100% true. And if you deny it, you're just a pom-pom waving liar. Donald Trump, part of the reason he was a very good president But the worst president in history at hiring people, part of that reason is Donald Trump prefers to surround himself with people who are only loyal to Trump. People who pledge their undying loyalty to Trump. That's why he's been so terrible at endorsing candidates. He'll endorse one candidate who's great, and the next one will just be this horrible rhino who stands against everything Donald Trump ever stood for. And people ask why, and when you dig into it, you find out that was the candidate who kissed Donald Trump's rear end enough. Ron DeSantis is not going to do that. I'm sure he'll be very deferential and respectful, but DeSantis is not going to do that. Those two men do not need to both run. This is one of those things where it looks really, really good on paper, right? Ooh, that's a sexy ticket. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. Man, what a dream team. No, I don't think so. I think it should probably be one of the two. And I do think there's a chance they both run in that primary. They both 
run in that primary. All right. Now we have a real attorney general of Texas coming up next, and then I'll get to your phone calls, 877-377-4373. I said, where you going with that? You got to go It is the Jesse Kelly Show. How about Ken Paxton picking some sweet music? Remember, the guests pick their own music on this show. Joining me now, one of the good attorney generals in this country, the attorney general of the great state of Texas, Ken Paxton. Ken, first and foremost, I did want to ask you about illegal immigration in this state, in this in particular. I, I know it's affecting the whole country. We've heard a lot of bluster from Washington about how they're going to fix something. Have they fixed anything? No, it's getting worse. Okay. Um, everything that everything that was done in the Trump administration to move it in the right direction, from the stop stopping the catch and release to stopping the the uh, asylum program so that people had to stay in Mexico until their hearing came up to building the wall, uh, all stopped in, in 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 light of the fact that I guess they wanted policies that didn't work, that hadn't worked, and that's where we're at right now. Which is why we just filed another lawsuit today with the Attorney General from Missouri basically saying that the President of the United States didn't have the authority to stop the appropriation spending on the wall, and that he's required by law to finish using the money that he had to build the wall, at least with the money that he has. Ken, I heard, and I don't want to speak out of tune, you're, you're the smart one here, but I heard he's actually spending money to stop the wall from being built, that he's spending taxpayer money to stop the wall being built. Is that true? That, that's absolutely true. Oh, the numbers God. I've heard, I don't know if they're uh, accurate, $5 million a day to not build the wall. <laughs> I do know that there's millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of materials sitting there rusting. And if you could just see the wall and what it looks like and how effective it would be. And the border agents, who, this is their job. They know what's going to work. They would love to have that wall. They know it will work. And, and so does the Department of Homeland Security. They know it will work. And so that's the reason they're not doing it. They don't want a solution. They want illegal immigration in as large a quantities as, as they can get, as fast as they can get. Ken, what, immigration gets funny because the, the laws of who can do what get a little fuzzy. At least they get fuzzy for me. What can Texas do? What can Arizona do? What can the border states do if you have a president who quite clearly wants the border to be wide open? What do we have the authority to do? What don't we have the authority to do? Well, it's, it's actually because I don't know that the Supreme Court ever contemplated this when they decided on the U.S. v. Arizona case where they told Arizona Back in the Obama administration, you cannot pass laws that are similar to federal laws that regulate, uh, regulate immigration. So therefore, the federal government, even if they're not enforcing, can basically pass a law, not enforce it, and then sue you for trying to protect your citizens. I don't think that's the right interpretation of, of the Constitution. Um, and, I, and I would say we're going to have to find a way to bring another case back up to the Supreme Court and say, look, we can't sit here as a state and let drugs, fentanyl, come across the border that were imported from China, letting human trafficking, which is a massive problem now with the cartels, because everybody is human trafficked now. They all have to pay money to get across the border, thousands of dollars. And then we have just general crime uh, across the border, across our state, across the country. And we're supposed to just sit by and, let, and say, well, the federal government says, it's okay, come on. We have to accept that. Ken, fentanyl in particular is one of those things. It scares me, and I'll be honest with you. Part of the reason it scares me is I'm a parent. I mean, I don't want my kids doing drugs, but 
What if they do do them one day and these people are dropping dead because of this stuff? And like you just mentioned, it's coming from China. Is China just shipping us mass amounts of poison on purpose and we're not doing anything about it? That's exactly what's happening. Ah. It's not that we're not doing anything. We are doing something about it. We're in. We're encouraging. Oh. The Biden administration is encouraging the importation because all these border agents who would love to be stopping the fentanyl importation are busy taking care of all of these illegal immigrants at massive numbers. And so fentanyl is wide open to come up. It will kill people. It will kill children all across the country in much larger numbers than it has because we are allowing it. We are encouraging it uh, by, by, by the policies of the Biden administration. Speaking with uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, Ken, I'm sure you've heard this by now, but the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland stood in front of Congress today and had this little exchange with Congressman Jim Jordan. In recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, That's your source? So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all, for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board? Time of the gentleman- Ken, now uh, again, I went to community college. You're you're the fancy lawyer here. Uh, <laughs> is it common? Do you actually usually use newspaper headlines to to give you direction on which way you should go as attorney general? Is that normal? It's uh, it's shocking. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen so little evidence used to do to threaten so much harm i mean we're talking about first amendment rights of parents here that have a right under the constitution to speak out however they want even if they're angry about critical race theory or some type of vaccine or mass mandate they have a right to speak out they can be angry about it and to be threatened with prosecution and investigation by the fbi and the department of justice to me is like i mean it's something i read when i was in history class about germany and and the you know the Soviet Union. That's just shocking. Uh, speaking of all this craziness about parents and schools and things like that, are are does the state have enough power against the federal government where states can step up and ban things like critical race theory? Can states step up? Can and ban something like private employers mandating vaccines on people? I love that. I know some people are uncomfortable with it. I I, I want that. But do the states even have that legal authority? I think they do. They, in my state, they have been critical race theory being taught. That doesn't mean we're not having fights with some of our schools who are like, we don't have to follow uh, state law any more than the federal government or Joe Biden has to follow federal law. So, you know, we have that same kind of attitude in, in local school districts at times. But yes, and the same is true of mandates. I think that states could, I mean, like our legislature heard bills, they didn't pass anything. I, I wish they had, would have banned employers from making the decision for individuals about their own health care. Ken, speak, again, speak with Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Ken, one more thing. Uh, people are, I get emails every single day to my show. My show is flooded with it. 
wondering, hey, if I move to a red state like Texas, am I going to have some level of protection from this insanity that we have nationally now? And it is. Like, it's, it's a crazy country now. that I don't recognize a lot of it. I'm dang happy to be in Texas. What protection do they have being in a state like Texas versus you know, New York? Well, look, the, the, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. So even in Texas, I would say, yes, you do have more, you do have more protection right now. But we cannot let up. We have forces at work uh, outside of our state and inside of our state that would love to take that freedom from us, that would make us more government dependent, less, uh, less opportunity for people to make their own way and to create the, the, the environment they want for their families. Uh, we, have to, we have to be willing to, to, to be vigilant and to work for it and speak out and to vote for the right people. Otherwise, we end up just like New York or California. Amen. Attorney General Ken Paxton, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you giving us some time tonight. Anytime. Have a great evening. Look, the truth is, that's the Attorney General we have here in Texas. Have you seen the Attorney General in your state? I don't know where you live. Obviously, the show's everywhere. Have you seen the Attorney General in your state? Do they talk like that? When I tell you to move to a red state, it's not just for selfish reasons. I want you to have that level of protection. Now, no, can can Ken Paxton make all all right with the world and stop the federal government in, in its tracks and all these? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. But he's got some juice, and some juice is more than you have if you're just left twisting out there naked in one of these communist states. All right, eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. We'll get to some phones, some emails, but first. I know you saw the headlines. I already brought them up earlier in the show about terrible things happening to people, especially women out there. Please go to Hero2020.com and get yourself a hero gun. It is a non-lethal gun, yes, but it fires projectiles over 100 miles an hour. They explode on contact, which hurts bad enough, and then this pepper irritant cloud just debilitates the person trying to do you harm. Get one for yourself. Get one for your spouse. You don't have to worry, oh, Jesse, I don't know how to use guns. It has a laser sight on it. It could not possibly be any easier. You don't need a concealed carry permit for it either. Get some extra cartridges while you're there. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. Go today. Protect yourself. State restrictions may apply. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, before I get to your calls and a couple emails and stuff like that, I just want to do a couple housekeeping items. Remember, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get your emails in now. And I think... I think it would be disrespectful to not pay homage to the newest four-star admiral in the United States of America. Let's all give a shout-out to Rachel. Serve as the head of the United States Public Health Service Commissioned Corps as a four-star officer is an extraordinary honor and a profound responsibility. I am truly honored to join the ranks of men and women across the... Good job, Rachel. Proud of you. Proud of you. It's about time we got some balls in our leadership. Good for you, Rachel. 
All right, let's let's get to the phones here. Let's get to the phones. Dan in Montana, go boss. I don't hear Dan at all. Dang it. It may be my fault, Dan. Hang on. Thomas, are you there? Thomas, go. Yeah, Thomas is here. Hey, um, just a quick question. I'm, I'm one, just I've, I've been listening to you for the last like three weeks. I um, live in Colorado. Just kind of wanted to get your opinion on something. Uh, so my uncle was a Marine sniper, uh, total career in the military, 12 years. He's a social worker now. And uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, basically mandate came down in Chicago and they said, Hey, all of you need to get vaccinated or no job. And my uncle and, uh, four other, uh, social workers stood up and gave their boss the big old bird and said, cannot, cannot say that word on the air. Everybody just want to make sure everybody's clear here on top of this being a national show and a family show. It's uh it's a terrestrial radio show. And there are actually laws against saying words like those kind of words. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and table all phone calls until Monday. Everyone's fired. Everybody's fired. <laughs> no more phone calls. Chris, it's fine. I don't think it went out over the air. Don't be. It's fine. Chris, you know, Chris always gets stressed out whenever I do something that's that's considered controversial. I haven't done anything in a while that's considered controversial anyway, Chris. Let me tell you something you're going to see, and you're going to see it shortly, and you're already starting to see little indications of it. We've talked about this briefly before, about the supply chain problems we're having right now as a nation. And the shelves are going to be empty. There's something like 80 plus percent, 82% or something like that of Americans are already noticing supply chain problems in the country. Okay. They're already noticing supply chain problems in the country. If you're the Biden regime, if you're the system, really, it's more than Biden. If you're the system, you understand there are going to be things you simply can't lie about or cover up. It's not possible. You can't lie about them or cover them up. So... You have to lie about the reasons. That's one way you're going to get around it. And another way you're going to get around it is this. They're going to try to shame you into wanting the things you've always had. This this is two different headlines. Well, two different statements from two different people in two different media outlets. And they're huge media outlets. One is the Washington Post. That's the second biggest paper in the country, I believe. The other one is a weather girl named Ginger Lee from ABC. This is the Washington Post. Headline, don't rant about short-staffed shores, short-staffed stores and supply chain woes. Try to lower expectations. I'm not making that up. And then this is, this is, one, this is the one from the ABC weather girl. Likely unpopular opinion regarding the supply chain discussion. What can shoppers do? Reduce consumption. Our obsession with multiple gifts, especially for kids, is beyond what's necessary. So many opportunities here to have bigger discussions. Okay. She, she finishes it off with support local, shop small and less. I only bring these two things up, not to pick on the Washington Post. I mean, the Washington Post would deserve it if I did pick on them. I, I, didn't, I didn't bring that up to pick on the Washington Post. Or to pick on Ginger Lee. I brought that up 
because you're going to start seeing a lot of that because the 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 system only exists only gets to continue to exist as long as there's some illusion out there that they have things under control that's why they never ever 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 admit they were wrong about anything it's just not in their nature they just move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and now that we we're about to have huge supply chain problems in this country they're not going to be able to cover those up. Uh, they would try. They've tried for a long time. They've been doing it for a couple weeks now. We've already known about the ships, but then that news started leaking and people got worried. And then the gas prices, people were noticing that. And then they can't cover up when you walk in the grocery store and you walk to the section where there's always, let's just call it milk, and the milk's gone. There's no covering that. So what are they going to do? Well, a couple of different things. They're going to lie about the why. Remember, they're always going to lie about the why. This is uh, uh, Republicans, it's mostly Donald Trump. Joe Biden inherited this. You're going to hear a lot of. You're going to hear a lot more inheriting talk in coming days as the economy goes down the dumper, and they'll also shame you for complaining about it. This is communism 101. You know, in many communist regimes, most of them actually, you would get arrested. If you complained and you didn't even have to complain about the people in charge, East Germany was famous for this. You didn't have to say, oh, these people in charge are idiots. All you had to do was say something like, gosh, this sucks. There aren't any clothes on the shelves. Boom, you're gone. That's real. I'm not done yet. Hang on. Kelly show. I told you it was going to be a fun night tonight. Did I not say it was going to be a fun night? It's just awesome. I I can't, I still can't, Chris, I want you to play this again for me. I still can't wrap my mind around this. Just, just give me a moment. Give me a moment before you play it. Give me a moment before you play it. How dumb the people who lead us are. And part of me, I'll be frank with you. It's not often I ever actually think about the show before the show. But sometimes I'll be pondering something the night before or the day of, and I'll, I'll say to myself, ah, I'm not sure about this. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if I should say this. And, and it's not that I ever hold back on saying something because I feel like it's going to offend somebody. As you know, I don't exactly hold back, and luckily they never tell me what I can or can't say. It's sometimes I feel like some truths are just too hard to hear. Now, I always come on and say them anyway, but some truths are just too hard to hear. We don't want to hear them, right? You you never really want to hear the hard truth. I certainly don't. Jesse, uh, you're not working out enough. That hurts. That hurts. What are you talking about? Yeah, I am. Then why are you fat? Uh, okay, you're right. I'm not working out enough. It hurts. Hard truths hurt. They hurt. Well, I don't understand why I don't understand why I can't find a girlfriend. Buddy, you're unemployed. I'm sorry. That sucks. You're unemployed. Women, they're not going for that. We don't want to hear the hard truths of life. It's it's human nature. I don't. You don't. It's tough to hear that stuff. A brutal hard truth for Americans now is the people who lead your nation, they are not more informed than you are. Look, it's just like I talked about at the very beginning of the show. They're not more informed than you are. When you think about 
the Attorney General of the United States of America. Look, even if you hate him, right? I mean, Eric Holder, who was more detestable than Eric Holder? Even if you hate the Attorney General of the United States of America, you still think certain things about him. Okay, well, he's the Attorney General of America, so almost always that means he went to Harvard or something something fancy like that. Okay, so he's obviously a, he got a decent size IQ, and because he's the Attorney General, I mean, that's the top law enforcement officer in the country. Because he's the Attorney General, he probably has so much more information than I do. Oh, I hate him. He's a, he's a liberal. You know, I don't like him. I hate him, but he must have so much information. And then, have you ever tried to unpack that in your mind? Oh, okay. Uh, he has so much information. From who? Oh, uh, uh, reports. I, I know he probably gets these reports. He gets a lot of uh, reports and stuff. What kind of reports? R- reports from, his, uh, from people who work for him. And, and uh, they're, on, they're in paper and they're in fancy binders. Okay. Uh, what people? Uh, the, the, uh, his staff. And the FBI. Have you seen the FBI? The FBI thinks the number one domestic terror threat in the United States of America is white supremacy, which doesn't even exist here in an organized fashion. The FBI hasn't solved a major crime in decades. Well, yeah, but no, it's okay. Not the FBI. His staff, he has a bunch of attorneys on his staff, and they have reports. Who's putting together these reports? What... What's their political motivation? Who's are, are you sure there are reports? You're sure there are reports, right? I mean, let's remember, once again, like I brought up at the beginning of the show today, the Attorney General of the United States of America writing a letter sicking the FBI on concerned parents who are mad about CRT and masks and stuff like that, that's a really big deal. That's a huge deal. And to publicize it. So it's a public threat. Hey, FBI, these parents, they're mad at school boards. These are potentially domestic terrorists, FBI. Uh, Hey, I just, I want you to look into these parents because they're domestic terrorists. That's a huge thing. That's a really, really, really huge thing. So surely there were reports. I mean, he's got to have a lot of knowledge. There were threats. There were these the dire threats. Well, don't take it from me. This is the Attorney General of the United States of America. The very first, first sentence, you said, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time Threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's that's your source? So I'm let me be quick, clear. Chris, just in case anyone forgot from earlier in the show, the letter he's referring to, it's the National School Board Association. They wrote a letter. They wrote a letter and said, he sent it to Biden. And the letter basically said, oh, we're worried about these parents. These parents are mad. They're yelling threats. So that's the letter. It was just the letter the president of the NSBA sat down and typed. You could do it right now. If you were the NSBA president, you could sit down and put in a letter, anything you want. So I want you to start this over again, Chris. When he references the letter, it's not some report, uh, FBI's and special agents and wiretaps. 
Someone just sat down and opened up a Microsoft Word document and did some typing. Go on. National School Board Association. Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all- for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board association letter? I'm I'm sorry. Did it? Um, is your is your radio working right? Because I don't know. Maybe mine is working wrong. I would have sworn the Attorney General of the United States of America just said he read about it in the newspaper. <laughs> Should we? Are we ready to unpack that? That is the top law enforcement officer of the country. He directed the federal law enforcement arm. He sent them on a mission. Hey, FBI, go. You have been tasked with taking down these terrorist president or terrorist parents. Oh, okay, Mr. Attorney General. Where'd you hear about these people? Oh, I read about it in the news. <laughs> the biggest bubble burst. One of the biggest bubble bursts I've ever had in my life was actually running for Congress. And it's not because of the people I met. And it's not because of all the things that run for Congress. You remember, everyone knows this by now. I ran for Congress twice in Arizona. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I moved to Arizona. Just decided I got mad and ran for Congress twice. And lost twice, not to brag. But meeting the people who led the nation was the most disappointing experience in my entire life. And look, that's my fault. Right, it's my fault for being naive, and it's not. Again, I don't think these politicians are. So, or I didn't think even back then that they were like some higher beings. I, I knew they were just normal people, put their pants on the same way you or I do. But I did think often. I did think, well, they have reports. Surely they get reports, and there's intelligence, and there's re- intelligence and reports, and intelligence and reports, and some some people give them their, their these reports and. They watch the news. They check their email. As we speak right now, the people who lead this nation and the people who work for them, they're on Instagram liking food pictures. They're watching TikTok videos. You don't want to think like that. And I don't want to think like that. And that's understandable because these people have so much of our lives in their hands, right? I mean, that's our lives. China's testing hypersonic missiles. Surely, you know what? I bet the, the hypersonic missiles, I bet the Pentagon is on it. I bet they're checking out some reports. But they're not. They're not. There's some fat major sitting at a desk somewhere in the Pentagon right now laughing at funny TikTok videos. He's not putting together reports. He's reading the same things you read. He's watching the same things you watch. There isn't some Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, all-knowing individual somewhere. He doesn't exist. These are just people. I know Chris said it's disappointing. I know it's disappointing. It's the biggest bubble burst in the world, isn't it? I mean, isn't it? it it's, it's the equivalent of hopping on a gigantic cruise ship. And you're, you're on a cruise. You're taking some big, fancy, expensive cruise, one none of us can afford. And you're taking off. You're going across the, the Atlantic, and you're heading over to Africa. 
and you've been on the cruise ship for a couple weeks, and there's been some rough weather and stuff like that. And I mean, the cruise ships seems like it's not operating all that well. And then finally, they take you up and introduce you to the captain, and it's a monkey. Boy, what a shock, right? Oh my gosh, my life is in that thing's hands. Yeah, we're led by monkeys. I'm not done. Hang on. But first, hundreds of thousands of people by now have switched to Pure Talk, and I can't thank you enough for the emails you have sent me. They mean the world to me because I've been telling you to switch from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile, and I've been telling you that for a while. Not just for the money savings. Remember, the average family saves $800 a year. Not just for that. I've been telling you to switch to Pure Talk because their CEO is a Vietnam veteran, and I don't have to watch this filth, this Marxist filth from Pure Talk ever. And I'll be honest, they're on the exact same cell network as one of those big guys, and I get better service in my house. And the fact that you're taking the time to email me and let me know how thrilled you are, I love it. I absolutely love it. Go switch to Pure Talk. Right now, they have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You don't have anything to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, I understand it's a bit of a bubble burst, isn't it? It is a bubble burst. We've been on this huge cruise ship called America, sailing across the dangerous open ocean. And yeah, you may not like the captain, but at least you're sure he's got some schooling and he has uh, people around him and they're doing charts and graph stuff, right? And you got to introduce yourself to the captain and you saw it was just a big monkey sitting in there having fun. That's who runs your country. This is the attorney general of the United States of America. And this is him describing, defending why he would sick the FBI on parents he read about it in the newspapers. The very first, first sentence, you said, in recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Yes. When did you first review the data showing this so-called disturbing uptick? So I read the letter, and we have been seeing over time threats. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask you. So you read the letter. That's, that's your source? So let me be clear. This is not a prosecution or an Is there some study, some effort, some investigation someone did that said there's been a disturbing uptick, or you just take the words of the National School Board Association? Well, the National School Board Association, which represents thousands of school boards and school board members, says that there are these kind of threats. When we read in the newspapers reports of threats of violence, when that is in the context of threats of violence, the source all- for this, for the very first line in your in your mouth, time of the gentleman has expired. Was the school the board the association letter? We read about it in the papers. <laughs> the, wait, you read about it in the papers? So your your reports. They're created by some snot-nosed 22-year-old idiot communist journalist out there. He's been on the job for 15 minutes. He did some ham-fisted op-ed about reports. About, about, I've heard, I've heard rumors of domestic terrorism. And you use that to sick the FBI on parents who are just worried about their kids' school? We just, look, 
I should take comfort in it, and you should take comfort in it. I'm going to get to some emails in a second. We should take comfort in the fact the people who are against us, they are morons. They are absolute morons. This is why I've tried to explain to people before. Yes, the communists have taken over everything, and it's really bad, and we have some ugly times coming, and all all that stuff is true. It, it, It is true. But there really genuinely is not some cabal of geniuses sitting around a table hatching these new Blofeld from James Bond evil schemes to take down the world because they're all morons. They're all morons. They're going to stumble backwards into a lot of power and a lot of misery and a lot of death, but these people are all way too dumb to ever pull that off. Every one of them. They are. Let's get to some emails here. Dear Menu Whisperer, Steve Dace and the gang were talking this week on food that always sounds great, but always disappoints. Okay. I actually do have something I need to say about this, and I have asked for an explanation on this before. I've never once gotten an explanation on this. And as everybody knows, in case you're wondering what he was talking about, the menu whisperer, I just need to update everybody. Don't shake your head, Chris. I am the greatest orderer of food on the planet. No, don't shake your head, Chris. When I sit down in a restaurant, or even before I get there, it doesn't matter whether or not I've been to the restaurant before. I'm like uh, uh, Mozart when he looks at a piano. I'm Picasso when he picks up a paintbrush. I actually don't even know if Mozart played the piano. I really hope he did in hindsight, but never mind. I'm an artist. I just look at it. And I just understand the menu. It speaks a different language to me than it does to you. It's God given. Don't worry. You could what, Chris? You don't you could never achieve you could never achieve this kind of important greatness. That's why he called me the menu whisperer. I'm the menu whisperer, the greatest orderer on the planet. That said, I have one fatal flaw. What is my fatal flaw? You know, even even Superman had kryptonite, okay? What is my fatal flaw? Stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza should be good. There's no explanation for why stuffed crust pizza sucks. I have a pizza. Obviously, the sauces and the meats and the jalapenos, unless you're a little girl, and the cheese and the crust, and it's all there, right? And it's all the star of the show. But you know what no one has ever said in the history of mankind? No one has ever once looked at a pizza and said, I wish there was less cheese. The cheese is clearly a huge part of it, isn't there? It's a huge part of it. So why why wouldn't I want to stuff even more cheese into the crust? The crust that can be fairly disappointing anyway. More cheese is always good, isn't it? Of course, more cheese. And so probably once a year, probably once a year, I will be hungry and I will order a stuffed crust pizza from somewhere. And every single time I order stuffed crust pizza, it sucks. And there's no decent explanation why it sucks. It never delivers. What, Chris? Chris said, do we need the crust at all and can't we just take toppings to the edge? I have no issue with what you just said, but I will say the crust is a pretty necessary handle, is it not? I 
I realize the pizza's a little greasy, a little messy anyway. And you can get those thin crust pizzas where they take the toppings clear to the edge. But let's not let's not totally write off the crust as if it's nothing. Okay, crust should be give the crust a little more respect than you just gave it there, Chris. Okay, a little more respect. Okay, fair enough. But I took something that was average to disappointing, and I stuffed it full of melty cheese, and it sucks. That defies explanation. There is no decent explanation for that whatsoever. I've never heard one in my entire life. It drives me up the wall. Hey, Jesse, you beeping rock. I can't say that word on the air. Finally, someone who speaks the truth and doesn't pull punches. You're not afraid of ratings or anything like that. You're what we need this day and time. Been a listener for maybe six months. Now a loyal listener. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best, my friend. Keep bringing it. Love what you call my governor. Heavy D. Okay. I do actually have good news on that front. You see, he referenced something there about, you know, ratings and fired and stuff like that. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. When you talk about the number, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers because it's all paid for, written in the same piece of legislation. <laughs> when we talk about the numbers, we shouldn't even talk about the numbers. Why are you talking about numbers and numbers and nonsense and these numbers? <laughs> Remember my sky is green theory? Man, they prove it every single day. Three and a half trillion dollars. Ah, it's paid for. It's just paid for. And the th- you know what? The crap they these people get away with. It is. Let's let's just pause for a moment. I'm not black, and I didn't live through the Jim Crow era, but I I do have some friends that did and friends with parents who did and that's a really dark time right let's let's just all admit it, no it doesn't define america but there was a period of time in this country where black people especially in the south were really treated like second class citizens and worse sometimes really bad really bad that's a dark period in american history really really dark the president of the united states now feels completely comfortable comparing Showing an ID to vote to Jim Crow, it's not that he says it, because Biden is a half-functional human being and communists will say anything. It's that he gets away with it. Jim Crow in the 21st century is now a sinister combination of voter suppression and elective sub- election subversion. I thought at one point that I had been able to do something good as chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I was able to get every member of the committee, including some of the most conservative members that ever served, clearly who had racist backgrounds, to vote to extend the Voting Rights Act for 25 years. I thought, whoa, one of the proudest things ever did as a senator. But guess what? This means that some state legislatures want to make it harder for you to vote. The Jim Crow of the 21st century? And you know what drives me nuts? And I, I look, I, I mentioned the ratings thing because someone said something about the ratings going into the thing and you don't care about ratings. Let's be clear about something here. Uh, I get paid to talk into a microphone for a living. Of course I care about ratings. I'm glad you think I don't care about ratings, but I do. I'm just not going to make any adjustments to who I am to pander for them. And the good news is the show continues to take off like a rocket ship. So for some weird reason, you love the show. 
<laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be frank with you. When I started doing this a few years ago, I didn't think it was going to work. That's why I started doing TV and radio. I, I just assumed one would at least one would fail, and maybe we'll make it at one of them. <laughs> they both turned out to work out. But back to what I was talking about here. I realize this is going to be offensive, talking about ratings and don't pull punches, but when I hear Joe Biden say things like Jim Crow 21st century, I think about people like the South Carolina Congressman Clyburn. Clyburn, you know, the old black guy from South Carolina, the one who actually physically experienced Jim Crow. How can he not say anything? I mean... How can that person sit and listen to that kind of talk and not say anything? How disgusting and broken is that person? You're going to sit there and let this mental patient compare asking someone for an ID to vote to Jim Crow laws and you lived through it? You were there watching your people live through it and you're going to let him get away with that? What a loser. Gosh, what a loser Clyburn is. And the rest of them, too. Hey, handsome Oracle Many Guns. Since dental health is also very important. Crap, that reminds me. Did I tell you, Chris? Jeez, I forgot to tell you. I'll get to the email in a second. So you know I do TV. Everyone knows I do TV every single night. My TV show is on the first TV. It's on the app store. It's on your phone. It's on your smart TV. It's called the first TV. And my show's on at 9 o'clock Eastern every night. Sometimes, because I have different radio things going on, I have to record it beforehand. It recorded at different times. Okay, let's pause there for a moment. Right, I have to record it at different times. This past weekend, wife and I are out on a Sunday, and there was a farmer's market going on down by the mall where we lived. The wife is one of these weirdo health freaks. You know, she was this super athlete and stuff like that. So while I'm eating chicken fingers, she's eating quinoa or whatever these health freaks eat. But she, let's go to the farmer's market. They'll have all the fresh stuff, right? So we pull in. I find this one guy's selling these huge dried bags of strawberries. And I'm a strawberry freak. I love fruit. I absolutely love fruit. I'm not fruity like Chris, but I love fruit. What, Chris? Anyway, so I grab these, sun, uh, these strawberries. And this morning, I was munching on the strawberries. I can't help it. I was just munching on strawberries. I had to go record a bunch of TV stuff early for tonight. I get all the way done, take off my suit coat and all that. I go to the bathroom, wash my hands. There's a gigantic strawberry seed in my teeth. Nobody said anything to me during the entire time I was doing TV. Not the producers, not the guests, not anything I'm about to have like an hour of television out there where there's going to be a strawberry seed in my teeth. And I just thought everyone should know about that. Moving on to the email. Since dental health is also very important, I thought I would bring this to your attention. I work exclusively for the dental industry. I speak to dentists, practice managers, and their staff daily. We have a dental staff shortage, a big one. There are approximately 4,000 open positions for dentists across the country There are no dentists to fill these vacancies. It's not just dentists. It's hygienists and dental assistants too. It's due to a, it's, it isn't due to a vaccine mandate either. There are no dental offices that I know of that have even 50 employees other than the chains like Aspen or Heartland. I've been in the industry for 15 years 
It is funny. It seems that dentists are actually, quote, following the science. Dentists always get picked on, the joke being you couldn't make it as a doctor, so you became a dentist. I have 150 dental clients in a red state, and none of them are requiring the vaccine. None. Yet they cannot get staff. Where are all these people? I get that hospitals are losing staff to mandates, but what the heck is going on with the dental industry? I don't want to be all tinfoil hat person, but something seems really off about this. This has never been an issue for the last 15 years. There were always dentists to pick up the practice. We always have to deal with the transition, so on and so forth. Says I cannot say his name, uh, the dental industry, or says I cannot say her name. I'm sorry, dental industry knows who she is. Look, we're such a big country. I mean, it's such a huge country, 330 million people, and that's not even call, that's not even counting the physical size. Right? We're just a big place that we tend to, and I'm just as guilty of this as anyone else, get disconnected to certain portions of our economy and how economies work and things like that. And so we don't think about shortages because as an American, what shortages have you really had in your life? I mean, how many shortages have you had? But things change in countries, and this is a normal thing countries go through. The truth is... We have a lot of very significant parts of our society that are going to be short-staffed in the near future. Dentists, I've heard this before, dentists is one of them. Everything to do with the dental industry is one of them. Another one, physical labor. And I mean anything vaguely physical. Uh, What is it? I believe diesel mechanics. I may have that wrong. It may be welders. I'm I'm, going to mess up the actual profession, but it's one of those professions The average age is 63 years old. The average age. We are aging people out of critical industries because they're not sexy. Speaking of uh, dentists and the medical profession, I was sitting down with a doctor this couple months ago, and we were just talking about the medical profession and the future and where it's going. So I'd like to probe, you know, I'd like to ask questions, see where we're going. And he said, look, the medical profession is probably – going to be coming up on some rough years. You know why? I'll tell you why in just a second. Speaking of medical stuff, I hate taking medications. And I had to take allergy medications for so long, just over-the-counter stuff, because it's my eyes and my nose. My eyes would itch and everything. And I've had air purifiers forever. You name the air purifier, I've had it. And then I discovered the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. And I bought one. I just bought one at the beginning. I bought one. And, oh my goodness, all the odor's gone, and I'm waking up, and my eyes aren't itchy and teary anymore. And the wife says, well, we need more than one. So we started buying more and putting them in different rooms of the house. We have Eden Pure Thunderstorms everywhere now. I haven't taken an allergy pill in, geez, a year? I love this thing. And right now they have a deal. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, you can get three of them for under $200. That's a savings of $200. But you have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the word Jesse3. Jesse and the number three. EdenPureDeals.com. The word is Jesse3. Go enjoy being allergy free. Jesse Kelly returns next. Jesse 
Jesse Kelly Show. And before I forget, you cannot forget, tomorrow is the greatest day of the week. I'm going to get to this medical thing in a second. What's tomorrow? Oh, it's Friday. What does that mean? That means it's Ask Dr. Fry, Ask Dr. Jesse Friday right here on the Jesse Kelly Show. The entire show is your questions. No phone calls, no guests. The questions you email to jesse at jessekellyshow.com get answered on a Friday. What questions? Oh, I don't care. Anything you want. Doesn't have to be history. Doesn't have to be politics. Doesn't have to be anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com email in your questions. I do love, I love that montage we played a little earlier. I love the montage of Democrats not following their own mandates. I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I do want to just update you on what I was talking about with the doctor I was sitting down with. And he said, you know what's crazy about the medical field? You're going to end up having tons of shortages in the family doctor profession. And I was like, what? that doesn't make sense. Why? I don't know. Explain it to me. He said, listen, doctors like anyone else. you got a 9,000 years of college. You'd like a BMW, you know, you, 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 you want a nice house in the burbs. You, you, you want some fruits of your labor. He said, there isn't much money in it. Unless you start your own practice, there's not a ton of money in being a family doctor. He said, you know, what's going to be improve actually in the coming days, in the coming years, cosmetic surgery. He said, that's where all the cash is. It's one of the least regulated parts of the medical profession. And the real hot snot new doctors, they want to go work on suburban white women because suburban white women pay a fortune to have that stuff done and try to look 20 again. And allow me to once again reiterate, ladies, stop squirting stuff in your face. It's fine to get old and get some wrinkles and have a line or two here or a gray hair or two there. You're still a dime you're not supposed to look 20 forever, and you look stupid trying to look 20 forever. There's nothing hotter in this world than a 40, 50-year-old woman who takes care of herself. Just age. It's happening to all of us. My hair's retreating towards my ears like the Italian army, and it's starting to thin out on top. Have you seen my beard? It's gray. It's a, Half of it's gray now at this point in time. You know what? I don't care. I'm not going to get a toupee, comb over. I'm not going to dye anything. I'm going to trim down the top and just go gray, baby. Father time is undefeated. Jesse, the Army cut out two wisdom teeth a few weeks before my unit deployed to Kosovo. I went back to get the gauze, to get the gauze out, and they supposedly did. Fast forward a few weeks, and my buddies keep saying I had bad breath. It was weird because I am always brushing my teeth and could not figure it out. Well, I felt something in my lower gum and could see it in the mirror. I did not ask a doctor to try to find a dentist in a, whole, in a third world country. No, I went to my Humvee, grabbed rusty pliers from the toolbox, and yanked out what was the smelliest piece of cotton you ever knew existed. The amateur army dental person left a piece of gauze inside my gum for a month. The reason I read that email is because I want to do just a real quick headlines I didn't get to, and I think this just drives it home. There's $22 billion worth of cargo now off the shores of California. And that number is increasing, remember? It's not as if it's not as if we've solved the problem and now we're moving goods out as fast as they're arriving at the shore. They're still arriving at the shore and they're still sitting there. $22 billion worth of goods. 
Here's the problem we're in. California has all these weird rules and laws, and they have these gigantic, powerful unions with rules and laws. So there are several guards in place that prevent any emergency measures to all of a sudden remove the glut we have. Now, where am I going with this? What's this have to do with some guy having gauze stuck in his mouth? You see it floated out there time and time again by the Biden administration. They're going to call up the National Guard. National Guard for the health care shortage. National Guard for the for the ships and the trucking and the What do you think the National Guard is? There's no insult to the National Guard. It's a critical part, in my opinion. It should be the most important part of our nation's defense. We're not going to go into standing army stuff right here, but National Guard's really important. I'm not dogging on them, but these are people who live mostly civilian lives, and they have mixed in some military training, so they're able to aid and defend their nation if need be. These are not Renaissance men who can just all of a sudden walk away from their accounting job during the day and I'm going to go drive cargo ships. They were still just army trained people. I'm trying to get across to you. We're not even about to find a solution for all these problems we have right now. We're not, we're not right on the cusp of finding some solution. This thing looks bad. Dear Oracle, My wife and I have worked at the same company for 36 years and 34 years, respectively. Gosh, that's cool. Recently, we found out that we would be terminated on December 9th if we didn't get the poke. Gosh. We both have decided to retire early and move to Florida, currently in New York. It's not going to be easy, as we needed another six or seven years, but we'd rather be poor in Florida than live under commie rule in New York. Love your show and keep up the good fight. Man, I will tell you, brother... You didn't say I could say your name, otherwise I would. I cannot tell you how much I respect that. To have a stance for something, especially 36 years, 34 years, over three decades of your lives you've dedicated to something, and now they're just going to toss you out, and instead of succumbing to this kind of medical tyranny, you have the guts to walk away? I think it's awesome. I respect these decisions so much, and I will just make a prediction here. If you're still listening to the sound of my voice, if you're listening to me read your email on the air, I would like you to do me a favor. I want you to pull out your phone right now, because I'm sure that's where you keep your calendar, or wherever you keep your calendar, and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to mark one year from now, one year from now, and I want you to send me another email one year from now, and I want you to update me on the life you and your wife are living. And I'd be willing to bet one year from now, you're not quite as destitute and poor off as you think you're going to be. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and we will have a blast. That's all. That's all.